This week on Prepping 2.0. We like to address the topics you care about. Mm -hmm. The best way for us to do this is for you to ask us questions that are important to you, and then we answer them. Mm -hmm. Answering Patreons. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. You guys love it when we answer questions. Today, Patreons send in their questions, and there are some great ones. Consider this your potpourri show on a bunch of topics. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. Shelby, we would like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving yes. last week. We sure did. And an upcoming Merry Christmas. Yes. Yes. Not happy holidays. No, we do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. Shelby, we got a great email from a listener. Could you read that, folks? Yeah, absolutely. They'll be very interested in oh, this. Oh, this is so cool. And we talked recently about side gigs, looking at the horizon that is before us and finding ways to capitalize on the changing times that we are in. I got an email from Mitch. Mitch says, hi, just listened to your show today. You mentioned side gigs. They can really turn into something that can enhance your income or even support your family. A few years ago, I was working at a real estate office as a financial manager. One of the real estate agents asked me if I could help her do her own books. As an independent contractor, she had to keep track of her own income and expenses for tax purposes. I started working with her on that, and as word spread through the office, I had several other agents that asked me to help them. I worked nights and Saturdays, never on Sunday, doing my own business as a bookkeeper for these agents. After a while, I had so many bookkeeping clients that I couldn't do my full-time job and the part-time gig. To make a long story short, I'm now doing bookkeeping for agents across the nation. I work from home, have no boss, and I am making twice as much as I was at my, quote, regular job. I've now started another side gig, creating and selling preparedness-type paracord chains at craft fairs. I'm sure it's not going to make me much money, but I'm always wanting to do something new and create my own income. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your show. Thank you, Mitch. Yeah, thank you for letting us know this. And by your email, we let others know this, and it's going to motivate and inspire people. You know, as preppers, we don't just accept the facts as they're dealt to us. We think creatively. Now, we right. consider the facts and we make decisions like Mitch did when his side gig started becoming full-time worthy. Then he made the switch. So we're not just saying, oh, disregard reality. But what we're saying is be creative and don't accept like right. the quote normal that the rest of the world lives by. Don't accept that. I mean, think creatively. If it makes sense, do something bold. Right. And I love it. And th this kind of story can be told a thousand times over. People who have started a side gig, and we did a show with Forrest Garvin on this, starting a side gig then suddenly becomes a pretty major stream of income. And that's wonderful in this day and age. Mm -hmm. So as we think about things to check off on our prepping list, as we talk about and we drop hints about our upcoming mm. Mm, thing that's going to happen mm. in January. Oh we talk about how it's really important to have your food preps in order. And one of the anchor ways and quickest ways to do that is to buy a supply of freeze-dried food. Boom, done. You immediately have peace of mind. And we cannot stress anymore how much we recommend Numana Foods. You can check them out at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. You can check them out over there and use a coupon code that we have. But what a great way in one simple purchase to check off having a food supply that's ready in case anything happens. New Year's resolutions are coming up, and so you might consider doing this uh, now before 2024 starts. 2024 could be a spicy year. We'll talk about that. That's one of the questions we're asked. And so I'm not saying be slavish to New Year's resolutions because a lot of those are kind of hokey and dumb, but do yourself a favor. Check this item off your list now before the new year because I have a feeling there's going to be a run on freeze-dried food in the beginning of 2024. Absolutely. And you don't want the three words we hate the most out of stock. You don't yes. want to see that. No. And it's going to happen. It's been happening and the industry seems to be able to recover and patch things up, but it's still very unstable. You don't need that. Top 100 items that disappear first. This is a list from Bosnia survivors. It's available on our website, prepping2-0.com under the heading top 100 list of things. Number 40, women's makeup. Query, 
Is there such a thing as men's makeup? Oh, gosh, yes. Sadly. Shelby, what are your thoughts on makeup as something to stock up on as a barter item? It would not be my top 100, but we had a discussion about this. It is definitely a good barter item, but ladies and gentlemen, what I'm not going to do is go out there and spend $20 on a tube of mascara. Yes, mascara is expensive. I had no idea. Makeup is expensive. I'm not going to go spend $20 on mascara when I could spend $20 on bullets. Mm. Let's just get that straight Priorities. Yeah, but Glenn, in our discussion, brought up a good point. It's a good barter item because, as we found out during COVID, many of us who use makeup items and I don't use very much suddenly found ourselves like "Uh, we want some and had to find creative ways to do that and creative ways to suddenly adjust with our changing looks but this is a great example makeup is a great example of getting barter items that are not necessarily things you might use but that there is a market for yes people will pay a lot of money for makeup especially when there's shortages and when there's a bunch of stress it's women, a comfort item w- women in particular will be looking for normalcy and they'll be looking for things that remind them of the good old days and perhaps that takes the form of makeup so is it normalcy or normalcy oh geez we went through this we had a bunch of patreon comments I think uh, normalcy is the preferred pronunciation. I I go back and forth because I like to keep people's attention. I like them guessing at home which pronunciation is he going to use. Because Glenn is the arbiter of such truths. That's right. That's right. I am the king of the American language. There is no such thing as the English language. Well, here's what you missed from a recent after show if you're not a Patreon. The big missing piece in the water topic is usually storage. Storage is one of those things that even I, it was kind of an afterthought um, until a guy on my team, Scotty, kind of metaphorically slapped me in the face and said, what's up with your water storage, dude? There's so much more to this show than the regular show you're currently listening to. Find out what you're missing for $2 a month. Go to prepping2-0.com and click on the Patreon button. And bonus, as a Patreon, you can ask us questions like we answer in this show. Well, let's get into it. I love our Patreon questions. They ask really deep diving questions. And so when we come up with topics, these help guide us in future topics. They sure do. And to add to that, we like to address the topics you care about. Mm -hmm. The best way for us to do this is for you to ask us questions that are important to you. And then we answer them. And in this episode, Patreons ask us questions on a wide range of topics. Sit back and enjoy. Shelby, let's fire off number one. From Oki Hal. Hey, Oki Hal. Hi, Glenn and Shelby. I want to start with a thank you for this podcast and your books. My wife and I enjoy this series and take aways from both 299 Days and A Great State. I first listen because I do a lot of driving, so I really don't have time to read them to 299 Days back in 2014. I think I've gone through them four times now. Anyway, my question, given the current economic situation our country faces, and I know you've spoken about this before, but I'd like to hear an update. What are your current thoughts regarding what you think we will face in the next one, five, ten plus years? Just how close do you think we are to having an F-card situation? Will it be that bad? Will it be even more extreme? I look forward to hearing your thoughts. God is good. Boomer sooner and pass the Pendleton. Amen, brother. Pendleton. We love Pendleton. Pendleton whiskey, by the way. I was a big fan of Pendleton whiskey before it was cool. I remember when it was a teeny little distillery that happened to sponsor a single rodeo and a good friend of mine and a patriot got me started on the stuff. And now it's bonafide cool but hey we're not here to talk about Pendleton whiskey let's get into the meat of it first of all thank you so much for reading the books and especially going through the books four times that means a lot because it's not just throwaway entertainment I mean I don't think people listen to a Taylor Swift song more than four times no I'm kidding maybe they do but I'm just saying when you listen to the books and it's 90 hours of audio for the 10 books in the 299 day series it is quite a commitment to listen to them four times. We really appreciate it. But on to your question, which is what matters. You ask what we will be facing in the next one, five and 10 year periods and how close you think we'll come to an F card situation. For those who have not read 299 days, F cards were the so-called freedom cards in the series. And that's where the government took everybody's money. They signed an executive order and took everybody's 401ks and made them invest in US treasury notes because the U.S. government couldn't sell its debt anymore because 
nobody in the world thought that they would get repaid. Geez, that's kind of coming true. And so you got this card. It was like an ATM card. And that's how you got all your money to buy stuff. And it was a big ripoff. Anyway, let's go to the first one, the one year time frame. That would be the year 2024. We're recording this at the end of 2023. So let's focus on 2024. I think 2024 will be interesting. I don't think it'll be the end of the world. Here's what's different about the prediction for 2024 and all previous predictions. The thing that's different is in 2024, America has a choice. Now, in the previous years, it was very easy to predict what would happen. Both 299 days and a great state predicted things with great precision and accuracy. It's stunning, actually. We're not just saying that to make ourselves feel good. We're going by what a lot of others have said. Well, it kind of creeps us out a little bit. It does. It creeps us out a lot, actually. But in those previous years, America was going down a predictable path of diminishing quality of life, diminishing goodness, an increase of badness. It was very predictable and understandable. It happens in societies all over the world. It was not hard to make these predictions. All you need to know is a little bit of history and it was easy to describe these things. I really think it's easy. People give us all this credit for being Nostradamus and predicting all this stuff. And I have to humbly disagree. You gave me the Nostradamus Award. I know, but, You're taking but it's it back. fake when you give yourself an award. It is true. But it wasn't hard to predict. So there's that. It was the predictable unwinding of America. The reason 2024 is different is, as I say, is that we have a choice. I don't know which choice America will make. I'm pretty sure that in an honest election, America, electoral college-wise, would be picking Donald Trump. He may not be on the ballot. He may be in jail. We don't know. And so I don't know whether it's as simple as a year ahead of an election saying, oh, Trump is up in the polls, Biden's way down, so Trump's going to win. I don't think it's as simple as that. So it depends on which direction we go. If we go a Trump or Trump substitute direction, I think 2024 will have the predictable leftist riots. I don't think they will be the end of the world kind of riots that quite honestly I thought would happen in 2020. Riots happened in 2020, but they weren't the end of the world stuff. And my apologies for those of you that live in cities that were burned to the ground. I don't mean to diminish what happened and all the innocent people that died in 2020. I don't mean to diminish any of that. But I think we're going to see in 2024 if Trump or a Republican wins something like the 2020 riots which will be a big deal for several days, will be a medium-sized deal for several weeks, and will go on for a month or so. I don't think, and truly, I cannot really predict this with any accuracy. It's not like the easy prediction in the past that America would unwind and would go in a bad direction. That was so easy to do. I'm acknowledging what's easy, and I'm acknowledging what's hard. The hard part is I don't think that the deep state will try a coup. And the reason I say that is I think they understand that they couldn't pull it off. Now, do they want to? 100% yes. Are there absolutely evil people in government? Uh, yes. I think that yeah, you don't need any additional evidence of that. You know it to be true. So I'm not saying that the deep state are all a bunch of nice guys and they really care about the elections and America being able to choose who it wants for president. Not at all. They'll try everything they can. They're going to do more election fraud. The question is, Will the 2024 election fraud be as blatant as the 2020, factoring in the fact that Americans saw in 2020 all the election fraud, and I think Americans are more on their toes in 2024. And if you have the completely unexplainable situations that you had in 2020, you know, over a 10-minute period, 300,000 Biden votes come in in Pennsylvania, for example, I don't think people will put up with it because we got fooled once, not listeners of this show. You knew what was going on from the get-go, but you had a surprise in 2020, and I don't think you'll have it in 2024. I think the deep state is on thinner ice in 2024. I think that if things hold up and Trump is the nominee and he's not in jail, I think that there are more votes for Trump now. There are so many people by the millions, especially in swing states. And don't forget, everybody, the national polls, the number of people in the country for Biden and Trump are absolutely meaningless. All that matters is who is winning in electoral states, specifically swing states. 
There are only 270 votes that count in a presidential election, and those are the 270 electors of the Electoral College that it takes to become president. 30 million people in California loving Joe Biden don't mean a thing because those electoral votes are going for California anyway. Shelby, you had something to say. I want to parse it out a little bit. In a year, we will have gone through the 2024 election. I agree with you in that I don't think we're going to see the kind of violence that we saw the last time around because a conservative is not in office. The left needs to create and foment violence and blame it on the conservatives to make that happen. And they're not. The hard thing that's going to happen in the next year, and there's too many ifs to this to predict like the path, but it's worth sitting down with people around you wherever you gather and talk about it. There's so many ifs with our current president because of his health, Mm -hmm. because of his policies, because of the corruption and controversies surrounding him. I'll just say one word, laptop. Mm -hmm. That is a gift that just keeps on giving. We would not know what we know today if Hunter had simply picked up his laptop. But when you're a drug addict, you tend to make bad decisions. And you're careless and you're privileged and you think you're above the law and you... He kind of is. And he kind of is. And he tried to solidify that. So those controversies are going to continue to play out. And there's so many what ifs with that. The other thing is his declining health. Seriously, every single day he stands in front of a microphone and he can't say it right. He does it wrong. He slips. And then he is completely not respected on the world stage at all. So there's so many ifs. So the Democrat Party has to prop this guy up and polish him and make him shine to the tune of 70 plus million voters against someone like Trump or some of the folks that's second in line right now. I think DeSantis is honestly a very good contender for the presidential race. I take the position of some of the pundits out there. I don't care about personality. I care about policy. I just want a person in that office that can get stuff done and not sell America short and corrupt us from top to bottom. However, that path happens. But there's so many what ifs on that. And there's so many what ifs when it comes to Trump. The left right now is just throwing every legal battle, whether it's sane or not. They're losing quite a few. And they're losing quite a few, but they're keeping him busy. Mm -hmm. He's having to juggle, you know, the whole plate spinner thing. He's having to spin so many plates right now. And that's the point. It's what we call in the political world Lawfare. lawfare. They are trying to just undo him. It doesn't matter if they win in court. The thing is, they're just keeping him so busy and tied up. I will say this between now and then, we must change the administration. Mm -hmm. We cannot do another four years of this administration and have hope that this republic will continue. And that's the changing landscape that we need to be prepared for. Yeah, everybody says this is the most important presidential election of our lifetime. Seriously. And it truly is this time. I don't think America comes back from four more years of Democrats. America in its current form, even as flawed as that is, will still be a high watermark compared to where it's going after another five years of this. And one more thought on this, going back to the Biden administration, I can't imagine this man on the campaign trail and he's got to get on the campaign trail here pretty soon. I can guarantee you right now, the left and the Democrats are thinking about how can we save this administration and possibly replace it without having to be accountable to the people. That means like slipping in a vice president Right now, Kamala Harris's numbers are even worse than Biden's in terms of poll numbers. Which is hard to pull off. I cannot believe that you can do that. But yeah, the left knows that she is a problem. They need to somehow figure out how to shine up that team so that they can be ready for prime time and go to events and start waking up their base because right now the left is not happy with them as well. So I think there's going to be some shenanigans with yeah. that. He's going to try and replace her. The Demo- I'm not going to say Biden isn't that savvy anymore. The left is going to try and figure out a way to put somebody else in as vice president. And they need to find someone that's healthy because if, God forbid, Biden wins that presidency, they need to have somebody that's ready for presidential prime time. And there's not very many on the left that are. And the conversation we just had the last few minutes is an example of what we were talking about, about too many what ifs to know how it's going to go. The one thing I think that is reasonably certain is that things will not be as they appear now, a year before the election. And so you need to take that in consideration. Another thing I see happening in the next year, it depends on world events, but I think it's very possible in 2024 is a Hamas style attack on the United States from people that were let in 
through the southern border that is wide open. So let me say that again. Yes. Hamas attack by people who were let in to the United States via the wide open southern border. That would be a generational political change. And what I mean by that is so many people that don't care that maybe are moderates or independents or whatever they are, the majority of the country that really doesn't care would say, okay, that's it. There were 2,000 people killed because Joe Biden would not secure the border. And then there'll be all these playing of the clips of Biden administration officials saying the border is secure. And there was one last week, a Biden terrorism official said there's no evidence that there are any terrorists in the United States that came through the southern border. That will play over and over again. And people will say, Okay, I didn't get upset about the inflation because I don't really even understand inflation. I don't care. But this is BS. Sioux City, Iowa being attacked and hundreds of people dying or whatever form this attack takes that we hope doesn't happen, obviously. People will say that's enough because the one thing I want my federal government to do is to protect me from foreign carnage. And Biden didn't do it. He wanted votes of people coming through the southern border and getting voting rights. And he put that above our security. Mm -hmm. And I think when I say generational change, that means several decades of elections where you've got a majority switching parties. It's happened several times based on several incidents in this country. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. And I think if there's an attack like that in 2024, the Republicans, whoever it is, even if it's Trump and he's in jail, he wins. And you get past the margin of cheating. We've always talked about yes. that. And the numbers vary depending on where you are and how corrupt your voting <laughs> officials are. And some are honest, uh, not to imply they all are. You know, one or two points or maybe in, say, Pennsylvania, it's five or six points. Whatever the margin of cheating is, if there's an attack in 2024, Trump blows past that margin of cheating and they don't have enough suitcases full of ballots at three in the morning to make up the difference. And if that happens, I see a uh, Biden administration doing some oppressive things. Yes. Um, I see, especially in blue states, the National Guard being on street corners and stuff like that. Not martial law, nothing like that. I'm just saying the reaction in blue states would be a show of force. And in red states, other than quelling the immediate attacks, there will be very little effect when it comes to the government flexing its muscles because people just start carrying guns and be on the lookout for this stuff. So it won't really affect red states. People will instantly see that red states are better places to be yes. than blue states. And so an attack in 2024 would have huge ramifications. It's in some ways bigger than a big economic shock because we've seen economic shock after economic shock where people don't react to it and don't punish the people that did it to them. So this is my final note on the 2024 possibility of a Hamas style attack. It largely depends on foreign affairs. Yes. If Israel gets in a war with Hezbollah and or the United States attacks Iran, then the Hamas terrorists will be unleashed. That's what they're here to do is to prevent the That's United States. That's what they're States. raised to do. That's their lifestyle. Exactly. And so that will be the triggering event will be an attack on Iran. Oh, we're going to keep teasing out this question on the other side of the break. Folks, join us on the other side of the break for more answers to Patreon questions. Don't go away. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. 
EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One water filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF, ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One water filter gravity systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started. Literally, we're just getting started with answering Patreon. Question number one. We're still on number one. But it was a good meeting question. Something that we all need to talk about. It's on our minds. For more, though, stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter. Gibbs Arms. These guys are avid Prepping 2.0 listeners. Wouldn't you want a gun you can be proud of? How about one that's handmade by an avid Prepping 2.0 listener? You guys have heard me talk about Gibbs Arms, G-I-B-B-Z Arms. They have a website by that name and a YouTube channel, innovative guns, all that other stuff. But I wanted to focus on feeling good about your gun. They make excellent truck guns. Archive Dive. This is where we go and look at previous episodes. Episode 97, which aired in September 2020. Dan, the food industry guy. Shelby, we get the question all the time. Bring him back. Bring him back. And here's the deal. You don't ask Dan, the food industry guy, to come on the show. He calls you. He is a true food industry executive. He knows all the stuff about food supplies and costs. And his explanations are so amazing. He tells you why you're not going to find ketchup on the shelves, for example. He'll tell you six months in advance. He'll explain about the packaging and the lids that are used on the squirt bottles being made by only one plant in Germany. And he gives you explanations. He is by far our most popular guest. He's more popular than we are, which I can handle. More popular than Jack Decker. So there you go. Exactly. So I highly recommend episode 97 for you guys. So, Shelby, we were talking about right. one year. What does America look like well, and in you one were, year? And you were saying, and I do think this is going to happen. There's going to be a Hamas-style, sadly, and trust me, Glenn and I do not want this to happen. There's going to be a Hamas-style attack. When we say hamas we mean October Civilians. 7th. Yeah. October 7th, targeting high-density civilian areas. I totally agree with that. What I do think, though, and this is where I will slightly disagree with you, I think the average American, and I 
heard this from Steven Crowder on his show this last week, and I think it was so profound when he said, I think the average American, because he was going through some of the data, voting data, polling data, showing that there's some serious shifts in polling in some key uh, demographic groups. Young people. Young people. Blacks. Minorities, yeah, who are shifting to conservative. And these are usually groups that are hard to chip away numbers at. Mm -hmm. And he's saying the reason why, and I agree with him, is because people do not like the feeling of being screwed over. And being lied to. And being lied to. Nobody likes this. It's one thing to say, okay, I get it. You're a politician. You lied to me once. But now this ongoing lying, and he used a couple of examples. One, and you said inflation. Right now, the average family, there's not very much left in the middle class right now, Average cost to each family is $7,000 per year gone because of inflation. And so when he stands up at a microphone saying, my economic plan is, and it's working, they're going, uh, nope, BSO meter. We can tell because yes. we buy things. We yeah. know what prices are. We, go we to, know what our savings used to we, be. We used to go to the grocery store and spend $30 and now it's $100. No, that's not true. And people don't like being lied to. And when they see it happening every single day, their BSO meter goes off and they get angry. And there's that feeling of, I'm not going to let you screw me over again. I think there is a palpable anger at the current administration from the average, like what you were just saying, that average person who generally doesn't pay attention in politics, but they're paying attention at what's going out their bank account every month. And it's not making it anymore. The question is, Will they get off their duff and, and vote? vote? Yes. And there are so many people that don't vote. It astounds me. It, it is absolutely sad. It is astounds sad. me. Yeah. You I also asked for the five year. I don't know forecast. if we can do that because so yeah. much hinges on next year. <clears throat> Thank you for making that point. My five and 10 year predictions are unknowable because, as I said at the very beginning of this question, fabulous question, by the way. Yeah. What a great one to start yeah, it's things been, off. Yeah, basically most of our show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a good question to have. It's what's on our minds. The fact is 2024 is a big choice. It's a fork in the road. And I can give ideas about what America looks like in five or 10 years if each choice is made. If America chooses Trump or somebody like him, I see massive prosperity And I'm not, you know, a paid spokesperson for the Republican National Committee. I'm just saying that taxes would go down, regulations would go down, optimism would abound. America would feel like they did coming out of the 70s. In the 80s, they were like, wow, that was crazy. Why did we all go for that crazy pet rock stuff and Jimmy Carter? We had an ever so slight two-year taste of that between 2016 and 2017, when those policies were mm-hmm. just getting started. And we're like, oh, this feels, oh, and then it's gone. Yeah, and then it's gone. Thank yeah. you, China virus. And so, so I see great things for America, and, and not just economic things. I see great social good things. And by that, I mean, I think America, once they shake off the Biden funk, they're going to realize that it wasn't just inflation that Biden and the left were peddling on us that was so dumb and irresponsible. It was all the social stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying there's a great awakening. I'm not saying everybody in America is awesome on social issues. I see further divides in the red states and the blue states. But I think that there are enough people in the middle that maybe flip a few blue states and realize that, well, I won't even go into it because we'll get censored and taken off the air, but all the social stuff that matters to all of you is going to matter to a whole lot more people. And it's the social stuff. We'll say this. That is targeting children right now. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the main thing. But the other five to 10 year outlook is if Biden or the Democrats win, that's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Completely bleak, horrible. America is economically destroyed. Inflation, you ain't seen nothing yet. If this ridiculous spending, and by the way, there are some Republicans that are at least co-equally responsible for some bad spending. So nobody gets a pass here. If the spending continues, it's a mathematical equation. It is not a question. It is a mathematical fact that inflation turns into hyperinflation. And then all the horrible stuff that we've written about, I think, comes true because It'll just be that awful. That's why I say 2024 is a fork in the road and a major choice. literally a fork in the road. So my, speaking of forks, so think of the two forks. If we are able to flip this administration, we get that reprieve that we kind of saw a little bit in 2016. That means you get a reprieve 
and are able to prep comfortably. Keep the prepping going and you don't need to go crazy. But right now you need to prep for 2024. 2024, as though the current administration is going to continue. So there's your choices. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's move on. So Joe McDonald, do you want to take that one, Mr. Tate? Yes. What do you all suggest as the best protective mask that civilians should be buying? And there's a clarifying question. Ray Legrand says, assume you mean a gas mask. And he says, correct. Answer is, I have no idea. I have a place to start. This isn't something we have done. Full disclosure. But it's something worth looking into. Start with like the industrial ones that like contractors use. The respirators with, they have the two screws. Like painters use. Like painters use. And start there. That's an easy purchase at Home Depot. So start there. But then if you're starting to think about what if we get another 2021, 22 sort of pandemic, you know, mm, there's too many ifs on that. Again, how do you plan for something like that when it's been engineered? I don't know. If the perceived threat is sort of tear gas or whatever, I have absolutely no idea. Right. I think that preppers can go a little nuts and try to prep for every single scenario. Whenever I see people asking me about radiation protection, should I get an anti-radiation suit and all this stuff? I think to myself, that's a possibility that you have to deal with that, but it is not a high possibility. Mm -hmm. And also most of the radiation suits are disposable. So you get one or two days of protection And then you don't. The cost-benefit analysis doesn't make sense to me. And so I truly have no idea. Maybe some Patreons will add some comments when this episode is posted and they can say, hey, Glenn and Shelby, you didn't know the answer, but here's what I suggest. So be looking for that if you're a Patreon. The next one is from RT Dan. Since you guys are in a less restrictive state now, are there any plans to bring back your AR magazines? So this goes back a little bit in history. We used to have AR magazines. Some states call them high capacity. Some of us call them standard capacity. Because they are standard capacity. And they had the I Miss America emblazoned on them. I think I'm going to answer this question for you. Those were stupid cool, by the way. Mm -hmm. Super cool. We had them numbered. I'm going to say probably not Mm -hmm. because to get them from the vendor was such a pain in the you know what. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. What do you think? Yeah, no. And here's the reason. And I hope I don't come across as disrespectful because I certainly don't intend that. But with so many things like AR mags, what people are really asking is, hey, I would love to have an AR mag that says I miss America on it. Can you guys make one? They don't understand what all is involved yeah. in plunking down several hundred dollars, maybe a couple thousand dollars getting a batch of 100 made, and then not being able to sell them. So again, I don't mean to insult anybody. We get this all the time. What about a t-shirt that says this? My answer to people is go to Zazzle, which you can make an individual t-shirt on your own, and we'll license the logo and everything. We want you to have these things, but you can't count on us to get a batch of 100 of them so that you can have... One of them. Right. And I just being and, honest. And it doesn't pencil out for us financially. We're not yeah. big enough to be able to put up something on our website and know that it will sell and we'll actually recoup some dollars. There's many things, actually. Let me just say this. There's many things that we do have up on our shop right now. Mm-hmm. We break even. Yeah. We're we not do making, it as a favor. Yeah. And everyone has to remember, I know we've made this point because I've read your comments and your emails. We have several jobs. <laughs> we have several side gigs. <laughs> yeah. And so keeping people in cool merch gets put by the wayside. So that's why we won't be doing AR mags. Now I'll say this, if somebody wants to do AR mags and they want to use the I Miss America logo, send us an email and we'll give you a license to use the logo, a copyright license. And we want them to be made. Right. It's just, we're not in a position to make them for you. Right. And make it be worth it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway, on to the next one. Ray Legrand says, My wife and I have just over an acre some fragmented gardens that we plan to have come together this year. And we have chickens. Nice. This is in addition to her working full-time from home, my full-time job working in the prison system, and my part-time job at a gun range. We know how busy we are, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like you are managing even more. Boy, he just solidified Mm -hmm. what you just said, huh? What does a typical average day in the life look like for y'all? And have there been any game changers that made you more efficient? Go, Well, a day in the life, um, let's just pick a Monday. So, you know, we've got something standardized to look at here. Get up really early, 
Um, We read a bunch of news stories and things like that. We are always on top of stuff. It's fun. We're not saying that it's a chore and we do it for you guys. I go to work, my law job, and Shelby goes to her job. And we come home exhausted. Both of us have stressful jobs. We come back exhausted. And I usually sit in the magic recliner chair. Why is it it magic, Glenn? Because it can induce sleep. It's insane. And honestly, this isn't just a Glenn thing. Joel sits in it, boom, sleeps in five minutes. It's like it infuses melatonin into your skin through its cloth. That's (laughs) kind of what it is. And that's a typical Monday. I get 20, 30, 40 emails a day. And I can't read them. That's at, because, your, right, that's at your job. That's not even Glenn. Well, no, emails. I'm saying those are book emails, what I call book emails. Okay. And so if I don't answer your emails and we get Patreon comments and stuff, I can't do it. I mean, I'm in my mid fifties. I don't have the energy that I used to. I just can't come home from a long, stressful day and spend three hours doing emails. All right. So let me answer from my typical point. We get up very early in the morning. I am the one who takes care of animals. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that happens, I get up, I start the coffee pot going, then it's animals. And then it's Shelby. Then it's what I call hair and makeup, getting ready for work. Come home, what do I do? Animals. And this time of year when it gets dark at like 4.30 and it's cold, we don't go out a whole lot. In the summer, it's very different. I am outside almost all day long doing things on our property, much like you, Ray. And when you have acreage, there's care that you have to put into it. This is kind of my time of year. If I do have a free evening, which isn't very often, those of you who are watching on Patreon, you see I do little videos. I'm trying to do some medicinal herbs, things like that, so that I can do something indoors. After the holidays, I'll start seeds inside so we can get them going for spring and summer for the garden. So that's about all I got energy for. And then I have one more for you. Go, Glenn. Why don't you go ahead? Well, and then the question was, have there been any game changers that have made you more efficient? That's funny you should ask, because we just had this conversation yesterday. One thing that made things super efficient on our property, I'm so glad, is Glenn's purchase of a side-by-side. Yes. Makes it so that we can- Honda Pioneer 520, highly recommended. Highly recommend on five acres. And we have a creek that cuts through it. So it's not just, oh, let's go over to the greenhouse. No, we have to actually go around, find a bridge and come back. Makes it so that we can haul gardening stuff. We can haul leaves. We can haul heavy things. We can take the garbage out because the garbage is out on a road. You know, that right there. Thank you, Glenn, for purchasing that. That was a game changer. And if you're doing any, even if you're just on an acre like you are, Ray, if you're doing some major homesteading stuff, I recommend a side-by-side that can haul stuff with like a little dump bucket on the back. Yeah, put a bag of chicken feed in it and take it over to the chicken coop. Oh, gosh, four bags. Yeah. Dirt, yeah. Uh, weeds, leaves. leaves. So I wanted to add, uh, I did a Monday example. Now let's do a weekend day example. We go to church almost every Sunday. So that's kind of blocked out. And that is sacred time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Looking at this weekend, for example, we did some stuff around the house. There were uh, some leaves, a lot of leaves that got managed. We do fun stuff, too. We don't just do prepping stuff and business stuff. And we really have to do that for our sanity. Yeah. We, uh, for example, went to a University of Montana football game uh, where they beat the Montana State Bobcats, which was fabulous. We went to a charity gala uh, Saturday night, which was fun. A lot of cool people in this community. We did a show this weekend. And so we're also going to go to Costco because... We're kind of, you know, normal people. Holidays and things like that. Yeah. Going to cut up some branches, uh, burn some boxes, did stuff around the homestead. I didn't want to leave people with the impression that we just go to work and come home and sit in the the magic chair and fall asleep. That's not all that we do. But we, we like to vary it with... Fun stuff like college football games and and then we we do leaves like everybody else. And so that's what we do. As far as free time goes, uh, there's virtually none of that. And that's okay because we're getting a lot done and we're motivating you guys and we're we know we're important to a lot of you. And so we take that very seriously. Well, and let me just add to that. There's no complaining in this. We've chosen no. this. We enjoy what we do. 
Um, I, I think we're like most people by the, about mid Friday afternoon, we're like ready to go home and just sleep because we're tired. Life gets very tired, but we love doing the things we do around our property. We love taking care of it and making it beautiful and enjoying it and being outdoors, but it's work. It definitely is work. And there are definitely days when it's like, well, this the past week or so, we both were under the weather. A few days there, I'm like, mm, those leaves are going to sit there on that ground and they're going to just be there because I'm mm-hmm. not going to touch them. Yeah. So anyway. Next question. William Hadaway asks, have you thought about doing a show on encryption for preppers? Uh, no. And here's why. <laughs> um, I found, and this is going to be very distressing to many listeners. I found that you can do all the shows you want on encryption for preppers and they still won't do it. Um, right. And, and we're examples. Um, you'll notice that the, the Glenn Tate email is on a Gmail account, which is the least encrypted thing in the universe. Why is that? Well, it's convenient. Yes, I just said that. And so I'm admitting that I'm not super prepper. And um, I found that encryption, as interesting as it is, and there, there are products out there that are good, but people don't actually put it into practice. They'll still use their Gmail accounts even if they have, for example, access to a ProtonMail account, which is effectively encrypted. Um, so that's why we don't. And besides, there are all kinds of YouTube and podcast things about it. And it's just not something that's going to change preppers' lives and get them prepping and keep them prepping, which is what we focus on. Right. We focus on things like food and water and things like that. I think that food and water are a higher priority than encryption because um, it, I think your biggest threat would be organized criminal gangs. Mm-hmm. And most organized criminal gangs are not running uh, computer hacking on your Gmail account because you're probably not saying on your Gmail account, we've stored all our food here. And now the gangs do have electronic capabilities. The cartels in Mexico certainly do. I'm not saying that bad guys don't have encryption, but encryption is usually for people who whose primary focus is on the government as a threat. And I I acknowledge the government probably has ill will and bad intentions for us, but I think having a bunch of food and water is more important takes precedent. And I and I also think you're already on a list anyway. I mean, I hate to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Alan the Awful asks, and you know what? I don't have an answer to his question. Maybe I could go ahead and yeah, take Yeah, go for one. it. Sure. He says, I really miss the old survival podcast forum. Are there any decent online forums left? All of the stream of consciousness things like Discord that people recommend don't seem to accumulate a searchable backlog of knowledge like a PHP-based forum does. Maybe somewhat, something behind a paywall. Any ideas for where to look? I have one, but Shelby, what about you? Oh, I, I, I got <clears throat> nothing. My answer to this was, I know that there's a, all us old folks that remember old forums and, and bo- basically like boards on the, those are so, that's not the world of young people right now. That's like referring to MySpace. Right. And so unfortunately, boards in general are on the way out. The whole world is on you know, influencers on TikTok and Instagram and all the commenting that happens over there. Um, I hate to say it, but forums are kind of, they're getting kind of old. Go for well, it. There is something out there that's a great resource, a survival blog, and that's done by uh, James Wesley Rawls. Nice. It is huge. It has an enormous archive. You can get a, 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 a PDF of all the archives there's a there's a thing on there called the list of lists and it is a list of lists it is very helpful if you're looking for um, archivable reference material I think survival blog is great I candidly don't go on there um, but and it's not because it's not good it's that I don't have time as previously discussed I don't know that it's terribly interactive my recollection right. is survival blog would be a blog post by James Wesley Rawls and there might be comments on that, but as far as a forum goes, I don't think so. So there you go. And candidly, yeah. I haven't been on the Survival Podcast Forum in a million years. We have some um, replies here. Oh, Marjorie says, yeah. try survivalist boards. Uh, so I was mistaken um, in my in my URL of it. It's survivalist boards, plural. 
And uh, there you have it. So we have time for one more question. Then we go in the after show where we're going to answer like 10 more. So Bill Seward asks, and I love this question. It's a great thing to end on. Other than the usual stuff you get on any move, have there been any major, I'm going to use that word, Mm -hmm. emphasize, downsides to moving to Montana? Go, Glenn, and then I'm going to answer, and then we're going to go. No. There have not been any major downsides. I mean, other than the usual stuff, the move was brutal. I was for recovering for reasons. cancer and, and, and I was on a ventilator. So that was not a good time. Um, and it was very difficult for Shelby. Um, the, the only, and it's not major, it's very, very minor. A downside to Montana is concerts and sporting events. There aren't many. Entertainment, basically. Entertainment, basically. Um, and so that is so minor compared to the other stuff if and we've had this conversation yeah. before if we could live in olympia close to seattle and be able to you know go to concerts and stuff like that or live in montana and it takes a nanosecond to say uh montana yeah so that's the key where they're major so i will say there's been a lifestyle change i would say though if i could pick one and call it major and again it's not super major the weather yeah. And that's a big thing. If you're going to move to Montana, you need to have a pretty good idea what these winters are going to be like and what what cold really is. We've got this is our third one now. Um it's been much more mild than it was last year. Last year was just a little bit brutal. Even the locals said that. Um but in what you were saying with entertainment, it goes across the board. You don't you're not going to have all your foodie places. You're not going to have all your concerts. You're not going to have sporting events. But let's consider the cost on that. When we were in Western Washington and we could go to those concerts and things like that, we would have to drive into Seattle, mm-hmm. pay a premium for parking. At least 50 bucks is probably 75 by now. And then park. and then probably honestly stay at a hotel because the traffic to get out of there was another 3 or 4 hours on top of driving back us more hours to get to our home. So the cost to go even though they were readily available, the cost for that was so much higher. Now, like let's just use the example, we re- we recently went to a University of Montana football game. Uh parking was 20 bucks, walked 10 minutes to get two seats. And we were out of there with it. Uh, normally to get out, out of that area is about 45 minutes max to get with the gridlock. So much easier, so much cheaper. And our entertainment tastes have changed as a result. We don't go to, we don't go to big, con- we do go to concerts when they come through. They're, they're occasionally coming yeah, to Billings the, I mean, or Bozeman. Yeah, Billings or Bozeman will go to. Um, but honestly, we really, enjoy, we'll say it a thousand times. We're really enjoying going to rodeo for a $40 ticket. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a whole evening of entertainment, hanging out with like-minded people and the summer sun of Montana. We'll take that. Food isn't, you know, you're not going to have the array of restaurants, but we've managed to find ones that we enjoy. And that's, you know, so are these, is this major? No. The only major one is winters and you just got to be ready for it. But the cold weather keeps the liberals away. Absolutely. Which is worth it. I would live in Antarctica to not have liberals around. Absolutely. And, And there's a lot of people who don't live here because of that. So folks, on that awesome note from benjamin franklin failing to prepare is preparing to fail have a great week everyone adios you've been listening to prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher all the information you've heard today including all our previous shows is online at prepping2-0.com find out more about glenn's books at 299days.com and shelby's books at agreatstate.com Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.